What's up, guys? Welcome to the Twins Take Podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Jackson Hershey. Twins from Charlotte, North Carolina. Same face, two opinions. Guys, we all know what today is. It is game day. Duke and Carolina. Um, first of all, Jackson and I have very opposing views Absolutely. on this game. I think Jared McCann's going off. He's about to have himself a night. But RJ Davis has been playing really well, so that matchup is going to be super interesting. Um, Jackson, Jackson, what do you think about Armando Baycott? Is he going to have himself a game? I I expect him to have a massive game. Him and R.J. Davis, um, I expect him to have a 30-point game. He's going to be um, lighting it up from the three. And Baycott um, has been in this game plenty of times. He knows what to expect, and he knows what he has to do to win. So I'm highly expecting the two of them to be leading this Carolina uh, team to a victory. Well, one thing is sure, it's going to be an amazing game, and we're going to be telling you our score predictions and who is going to win at the end of the episode. But first... We have a very special guest hopping on, Justin Stuckey. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this segment of the Twins Take Podcast. We are so excited to welcome three-time All-American in track and field, Justin Stuckey. Dude, thank you so much for hopping on. We are so excited. What's up, guys? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. All right. I uh I know you're I know you're a crazy athlete, man. You can you can jump like no one else I've ever seen before. Um, did you always know you had that talent? And uh, when did you kind of figure that out? Um, I would say my when it came to like jumping ability came a little bit later mm-hmm. on. I did track sure. starting in eighth grade. Um, I went out there. I tell the story all the time. I went out there because there was a girl I was interested in that was running, <laughs> and so. I was like, why not? Why not get out there and try it? I was a three three sport athlete, so I did track, basketball, and football. Football sure. and basketball were the main sports for me. Um, but then as I got into high school, I was already like I had a natural act for high jump. But as I got into high school, I really was like, okay, I'm good at this. But it was still like a back burner sport. And then once mm-hmm. I got to senior year, when it came to recruiting with other sports, and I won state my senior year of high school, and wow. I came out second in the country at New Balance Nationals. Sure, gosh. Wow. At that point, like, I just was like not really focusing on it and thought of it as like, okay, you're really good at track. But once I reflected on it, I was like, okay, I'm pretty, pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> what ended up, um, what led you to the decision to say, you know what, um, I think that this is my gift. I'm going to go um, and stick with this sport over basketball and football. Well, with football, I – I don't regret it, but I will, like, when I have my own kids and when I tell people in the space, like, I looked at other divisions as a negative. Like, I really only wanted to go big D1, and when I wasn't getting those offers and the ones I wanted, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know about this. Because I had some offers, but I kind of was, like, turning my nose to them. Um, With basketball, my basketball recruiting got a little messed up because I remember I was at practice and my coach um, pulled me over. He was like, did you shut down your basketball recruiting for football? I was like, no. And he was like, well, that's what I'm getting hearing from coaches. And I was like, well, tell them I didn't do that. And so my basketball recruiting kind of got messed up. And then it was honestly a very stressful period during high school, figuring out what I wanted to do, what sport, what school. And then Sanford, my Sanford coach, Coach Tiffin, he offered me and was like, hey, you know, just come on a visit, you know, just come see what it's like. And I was like, I don't want to go to Sanford. Like, I don't even want to visit. <laughs> right. And honestly, it's funny now because I tell people, of all my visits, it was the worst visit I ever took, but it was more wow. so like worst visit as far as like I expected like the glitz and glamour and different things like that, but it wasn't like that at all. Mm. 
but it's actually one of the best ones because it was so real and people weren't sure. putting on the show. Like some of my teammates that I got a chance to compete with, I went to their dorm and it was a college dorm, dirty, and we played NCAA. It was just like that type <laughs> of style. Um, For sure. But Sanford, honestly, it was kind of like my – at first, it was like my fallback option. I was like, I don't know if I want to go here. It was just something that was there. I didn't have to sure. pay for school. Let me just do this. But And I, it turned out being one of the best decisions I ever made. Mm. Did uh, – so growing up, did you have – did you have a team you really rooted for? I knew you grew up um, in Alabama. Did you mm. – I mean, you're now at Auburn. Did Were you an Alabama fan? Were you Auburn um, was there was there a school you were hoping um, to go to that that changed obviously to Sanford? But uh, was there a school you were hoping to go to and get recruited by? Um, when it came to football, I used to always want to go to Wake Forest. Um, I grew up, yeah, I just thought it was a pretty unique school. Um, I got recruited by them for basketball a little bit too, so I really just wanted to oh, wow. you know actually get out there. Um, growing up, I was an Auburn fan. I was in a Bama household, but an Auburn fan. Um, Very good. Yeah. Obviously, when you grow up, you always want to go to the big schools. Like, sure, that's sure. kind of how it is. But when, when I was in high school, I kind of had more like a more of a realistic touch. Like, I didn't I didn't sell myself short at all, but I was looking at schools like that. Um, with basketball, I used to be really interested in Butler and Xavier, some of like the northern mm, schools. Sure. That's all they're unique. Um, but obviously, being in front of South, everybody wants to go SEC. And then sure. – I got a chance to do that a little, little earlier on in life when it came to college. There you go. That's that's so cool. Did I? Uh, I want to jump a little bit into uh, your 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you had you had such a historic year. Um, you were you were an All American. You even qualified. Uh, even in 2020, you qualified for the Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was what was that season like? And um, were were you surprised going in having so many accolades that season, or um, was it really just the work that you put in that really just paid off that season? I'd say a little bit of both. It's funny because my coach at Sanford, Coach Tiffin, was like, at the end of the year, he was like, "Man, like we didn't expect you to go that long. Like not a thing of like right. knocking my abilities and talent because we knew I could always do it, but it was just like a thing where beforehand I was probably like in the mid fifties rank to." You know, in the sure. country, being top in the country. So it was kind of like a big shift. I put in a lot of work that year. That year was something. Coming out of the pandemic, um, you're right. getting back to normalcy, trying to be around people. You got to do COVID tests all the time. got to wear a mask mm-hmm. all the time. And I had a good, solid group of friends around me in, like, my teammate space who we all had goals all set out to challenge for them. But I worked really, really hard that year just – so intentional about what I was doing before practice, during practice, after practice. I know I let I made a lot of my jump squad teammates annoyed because I used to be like, no, let's do this. Like hurdle mobility was a big <laughs> like afterwards I was like, let's hit hurdle mobility every day. And that's the type of things you have to do though, to be honest, when you're in that space and you know mm-hmm. that you're at a certain level and you want to take it to another level. Um but that mm-hmm. year was that year was something. I had a lot of pressure on my on myself at the beginning of the year though, like I was Fair. stressing a lot. Mm. I did very mid the very first meet and then sure. worked my way back. I got a false positive, so I got to miss a track meet indoor. Oh, um, but then stuff started going my way, started leveling up. And then um, at the last meet, conference meet, so in indoor nationals, you got to make top 16 to get to nationals. And sure. our 
conference meet was the last day. So it was like the Sunday. And then after that, it closes and then top 16 make it. And I wasn't sure. in the top 16 yet. And I had to PR, jump something I've never jumped wow. before, make it. And previewing back earlier in the year, my longtime AAU coach, he passed away from COVID in December. Wow. Gosh. And I had a text message from him in like August. And he was like, how you feeling? I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm prepping for, you know, getting ready for the season. I think it's going to be a big one, All-American season. And he was like, I'm sure you're going to make All-American. And that stuck right. with me going into that mm -hmm. track meet. And I remember I woke up, I texted my Sanford coach, and she was like, all right, I think you should go like, you know, bar by bar basically to make it. And I was like, once I win the competition for the team and get our team's points, I'm just going for it. Cause I was like, I have nothing to lose, but I got everything to gain. And right. so that meet, man, went in there, a lot of confidence. And I kept listening to uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Was like, you got one song, you know? W song. Yeah, and so yeah. that one, I, I got the jump and I jumped 217. Wow. Seven, oh my gosh. Or something. That's crazy. And I had never done that before, too. So it was kind of like a thing sure. where you push yourself to limits and you can do right. stuff even if you've done mm -hmm. it before. You just got to believe it. And so qualified for NCAAs, went to NCAAs. It was weird, though, because it was in Arkansas. No fans, only like wow. Um, oh, wow. athletes COVID. and stuff because of COVID. Um, sure. But I went in there ranked 16 and finished out six. And that was crazy. Like being at a small school like Sanford and I was Absolutely. in like, the big like, leagues. Yeah, it was it was it was something. And then going into outdoor season, man, I had so much confidence. Like every time I stepped on the track, like I knew what I can do. And it was just like I didn't care mm. about nobody else, not in a negative way, but like I didn't look to the next man to be like, see what they were doing. I was confident within my own ability, like mm. I can be able to, you know, put on a good display for my team and for myself and represent well and then outdoor season i jumped my pr at auburn which i'm at now which is crazy um sure. seven three um then moved on to wow. outdoor nationals i didn't do as well as i wanted to but i had so many like other things going on but i still did sure. well to represent and then i was still training figured out i made the trials then i made the trials and i was like oh my gosh dang we're still going and i was just telling the <laughs> coach at auburn this story so I was walking, it was at the trials. And at this point, man, when you're, I didn't have any of these goals set. Like you're just right. living out this stuff. And I'm walking to practice in Oregon, trials practice. We have to go to this JUCO, everybody practices there. I'm on my phone, I'm walking. And my coach is a little bit behind me. And I started realizing who I was walking with. Cause there was a lot, of, a lot of people around me. Right. I look over to my left and it's Grant Holloway. Who's like a three time oh, world wow. champ. Oh, then I've got gosh. Justin Gatlin. However many times I lived in, next to me, I was like, I was like, man, well, I guess I'm doing something good. You know, it was really <laughs> after that crazy season, because obviously that went um, extremely long, but it sounds incredible. Um, what ended up leading you to transfer out of Sanford to Auburn um, after your four years? Um, so it was funny. I did a podcast with a good friend of mine. He's an Eagle, Eagles cornerback, James Bradbury. And he, sure. before we started, he was like, why you leave Sanford, man? I was like, I didn't leave. It was like, I graduated. I'm glad you clarified that. Like, <laughs> I graduated Sanford first. I was going to get my degree. Love Sanford U. But once I was done, like a typical four years, you spend at a school, you're going to be done anyway. But because right. of COVID and all that stuff, we had more time. So I knew I wanted to get my master's. Mm. I have always um, seen the SEC in bigger schools and things like that. So I knew I wanted to get a new experience. 
Um, I talked to my coach at Sanford, and he was like, man, you've given us everything, you know, all your four years. I had a school record, conference record. We started a dynasty when it came to the men's side about winning um, conference championships. I was a part of the team that won the first ever indoor SoCon for Sanford, so I thought that was – so it was a lot of it was a lot of things, but I kind of knew once we were winding my time down at Sanford that I wanted to try something new. So sure, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean, you created, like you said, you created a dynasty. That's that's something that's never going to be forgotten or forgotten mm-hmm. at Sanford, probably ever. Um, I I I know you're a follower of uh, Jesus Christ. I'd love to ask you, like, how how does how does your faith impact you when you're um when you're competing on such a high stage, and uh, you just have to trust God through the process or um, how, how does your faith can uh, kick in for your athletics? I think the biggest thing, just knowing like our identity and value isn't in the sport it's in Christ. Sure. I think that takes mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off, especially as an athlete. And no matter what level you're competing at, it's, it's already hard enough. You know, you got regular life and you got a- student athlete life. Um, right. I just believe the faith carries you over into a lot of things. Like we talked about the 2021 season. That was a big season for, right. you know, my faith sure. in the South everything that was going on with that. And then even like the decision to leave, it wasn't an easy decision. It was something that I had to pray on and think about. And I don't regret any of my decisions coming to Sanford, going to Auburn. It's just how, you know, my journey has been, but the faith is big aspect. And I would encourage anybody, whether you're going through any situation, don't forget to take Jesus with you. Cause mm. it's definitely going to help. Do you have like, do you have any that you kind of live off of? I, I like, Mark eleven twenty four a lot, but it was more. I used to like it more. I'm not gonna say on a selfish manner, but basically, it's saying like anything you ask for when you pray for it, you believe it. You know, it'll come true. But that was kind of like how my life was going at the time. So I thought it was very impactful. Ephesians two ten is also a big one. Like we are the Lord's craftsmanship. Like he's basically he's made us for these moments. Like to live out these moments was a lot. Um, There's just there's really a lot, but those are two ones that I know throughout my college career. Um, have really stuck with me. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, man. Those are those are great. And I I want to ask you this. Um, for you, those of you that don't know, he's not just a three time All American, but he's pretty much uh, Auburn's pretty much sports commentator and everything <laughs> sports. Uh, first of all, how did you how did you get that gig? And uh, is that is that something you want to pursue after college? I mean, that's I think that's one of the coolest things. You got to check out his Instagram. What's funny is I was at my friend's basketball game. He plays at AUM the other night. Okay. And one of the parents was like, um, how long have you been working for Auburn? This is this. Like, because they had seen my videos. I was like, I don't sure. work for Auburn. Like, <laughs> right. Videos. I was like, oh, those are mine. Like, I just do that. Like, I started sure. that. And I put out the first video. The marketing team from Auburn, who covers all of our sports, reached out to me. and was like, hey, I like what you're doing. Like, Let's collaborate and do different things. So, like, everything that you see is my idea. It's just across a lot of platforms. Um, I started mm-hmm. out um, as an MC for softball last year. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. I don't even know how That's that cool. gig came up. But, yeah, I barely <laughs> posted about that. But I was a softball MC last year. But all the ideas I came up with, I just thought it was a good way to, you know, show people a different side of athletics or the fan mm. base, um, uh, opportunity for me to get my name out there more. I want to get into the – sports media space was broadcasting yeah. analyst host route. Um, I have my own podcast as well. So it's just kind of yeah. more things to do, man. They're really fun. And it gets you into a lot of places as well. Like I got into <laughs> that thing. 
with that uh with this opportunity. So it's been fun, man. Like I got a chance to um interview Charles Barkley for a second and you know, oh, that's awesome. I even saw I saw you even got to go to Colorado uh and be dude, how I mean so, literally probably the biggest stage you could possibly have been in in twenty twenty three. Yeah, what was that experience like? I forgot about Colorado. So my friend um, Lika Slayton, she worked at Sanford with us in the like okay. the student athlete department. Um, sure. She went to Colorado, and then like a couple months later, Deion Sanders got hired. She sure. stayed on staff, and I texted. I was like, "I'm gonna let." You, I was like, uh, "I got to come to a game," and she was like, "Just let me know. I get you a ticket." And this was like months before, and so sure, I saw we had fall break. We were off, and I was like, "I could either stay here in Auburn, go home, or I could try to go to Colorado." And so I texted Ooh, her, I was like, hey, go. does this offer still stand? Like, can I still get a ticket? And she was like, yeah. And so what I did, I went up there. I was like, I'm bringing my stuff just in case. I brought all of my podcast equipment just in case wow. I could get an episode with Deion Sanders. That was my goal. Get sure. started with Deion Sanders. But I brought my microphones anyway, and I'd already came up with the Saturdays with Stuck, and I wanted to be bigger than Auburn, and like, I wanted to still be my thing. And so I just like mm. brought my stuff and was like, when I went to people, I was like, can you record this? Whoever else was standing there. I decided to do it. Then I started, I got the sideline pass, and that really took sure. stuff to a different level. And I was like, okay, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. What's been the funnest Auburn basketball game you've gotten to, um, I guess, co- somewhat commentate or um, be a part of this year? Because you've had a lot of really fun content that I've gotten to see on Instagram. Um, I think the women's game was really fun. When really? Auburn defeated um, LSU because they were the national, oh, nice. that was a big national champions, and that was a big game. It was the largest crowd ever for women's basketball, and it wow. was versus the defending national champs in LSU. You got Angel Reese and all of them on that team, so that was a fun experience. I mean, the guys' games are really fun too, but just seeing people show up for the women's games was was really something. That was a huge win. I mean, LSU was like. I mean, they came in this year. People were thinking they were going to repeat. They still could, but Auburn took yeah. it to them, beat them at home. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you, because you got to do an experience that most people don't get to do. Uh, what was what was your experience like getting to be behind the college game day um, scene? I mean, I mean that's, that's something I, I would think is on most people's bucket list, and you got mm-hmm. to do that while you were in college. What was that like? First off, shout out to Reese Davis. That's my guy. Mm. Reese Davis is probably the most, one of the nicest people I've ever met just in general. Definitely wow. in the media space. Because when you meet, you know how they got the saying, like, don't meet your heroes sometimes. Like, sometimes when sure. you are at a certain level, some people aren't the nicest. Some people can right. have, like, be arrogant. But I met Reese Davis in, is that February? February, I think, of sure, 2023. Last year, February. And I had Jay Billis on my podcast. Jay Billis oh invited gosh. me to shadow the game wow. day set. I don't even think I realized that Reese Davis was on the set or whatever. But I met him there. And afterwards, like a day or so, like I followed up. I, I got his email. And so right. fast forward to the fall, I saw that they were coming to Alabama again. And I was like, man, I could. Something told me, like, reach out. Like, you should just reach out or whatever. And so all I had was email. I only met him once. Reached out to him. He was like, he emailed me back immediately. It was like really cool. And he was like, yeah, man, come down. Like, love to see you. And he kept telling me the information or whatever. And so I booked it to Tuscaloosa that weekend. Stayed with a friend. 
And wow, got up at like five. I put out that video um, about how the day went, but that was a really sure. good experience. And Reese, man, he welcomed me with open arms. Literally, like, wow. I was just going to go up and be like, you know, how you doing? I hadn't seen him in a while. Just going to shake his hand. Came up and hugged me and introduced wow. me to everybody. So, like, every time people were coming in, he'd, like, stand up and introduce me to people. Then I met Pat That's McAfee. incredible. That dude oh is my crazy, gosh. <laughs> That dude is hilarious. So, dude. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> is, is, is your goal at the end of it to kind of be a commentator like Reese Davis? Is that what you want to um, end up doing at the end of it? Yeah, man. So, like, being in those spaces are something I feel like I've gotten a passion for and have for a vision sure. for. Um, I want to get in those spaces. I always watch people and admire how they work and study how they do their things. I always want to be unique sure. and be myself. Um, I don't ever want to be the next somebody. I want to be the first me. You know, I want people to right. be yeah. me and be me. But um, I definitely get a lot of inspiration and in seeing those guys is just something to achieve for. And then being able to be in those spaces, like, not that I take it for granted, but I don't think I realize the magnitude as much like doing it until like after I sit back and reflect. Cause I've been in some pretty cool spaces, like, and it's not something to take, um, take for granted. Absolutely. That's incredible. That's mm -hmm. incredible. I, uh, I have to, I have to ask, um, when did, when did you decide you wanted to start your podcast and, uh, what, what's your message through all of it? And do you have, do you have a favorite interview? Um, you've done or do you have someone you're dying to interview um, mm -hmm. like and just I'd love to hear a little bit about your podcast yeah so when I decided to leave Sanford and transfer into Auburn I was watching I am athlete because really big at the time the sure. pivot had just started and I was like oh these are pretty cool like I wanted to do this and people had told me to like start a podcast before and I didn't right. really pay them any attention but these guys from UAB basketball team started one and I knew mm. them. And I was like, oh, man, if they can do one, I can do one. And so I just did a bunch of research. And I texted my cousin probably a thousand times about audio stuff. And then my friend had just got drafted by the Broncos. And right. we were both in Atlanta at the time. And I texted him. I was like, yo, like, you want to be on the podcast? And basically, I just, <laughs> I just did what I had seen. And it turned out sure. way better than I thought. And I just kind of kept it rolling from there. Um, Message-wise... I just want people to be able to tell their their stories and talk about different things on a platform where they don't feel like they have to like shy away. Obviously, we keep it clean, but like I want to hear people's stories, like yeah, hear people's right. voice. Um, I've had some pretty cool episodes. Um, had a lot of different variety of people. I want to branch out into a lot of different um, avenues. It's a little bit sure. harder being in season, and um, I like to do them in person. Like I think right. this is is great, but I always like to be mm -hmm. able to be with the person. Like I think that's sure. a great thing as well. Um, but no, man, I I think they're fun, and it's just giving me an opportunity to like it, it's yeah. something where I didn't feel like I was dreading to do. Like it was it was fun getting to hear people's stories, sure. making connections, and like without the podcast, I would have never met a lot of these people. I wouldn't have been in a mm -hmm. lot of these positions. Like you talk about game day. If I didn't start my yeah. podcast, I never would have <laughs> met Jay Billis, or at least not then. Then I wouldn't have met Reese Davis. Then I wouldn't have got on game or been at game day. Mm. So I think it's been pretty fun, man. And I just want to – I'm going to keep doing it. Like my brother asked me, um, are you going to do it while you work? Like when you get into right. the space? Like, Heck, yeah. I'm definitely going to have more free time, be able to move around. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's incredible. That, that's that's absolutely um, just that's such a cool message. And 
Um, I have to ask you. I want to ask you. This is probably my last question for you. But do you have any? Do you have any crazy stories or like a story that really just kind of impacts your overall career or just something you like to tell people um, overall? Well, a lot of people don't know this story, and I used to be like a little bit more timid to share it. But I think it's a good overall testimony. After my first year at Sanford, I first off I hated college track and field at first like i didn't want to go to sanford i hated sanford <laughs> right. hated uh college track and field love sanford now so just love, right. love you now. um but i didn't want to do track and field i feel like i was supposed to be doing something else and so after my freshman year of college i left and transferred to troy for football in the summer really wow yeah really and i was in fall camp um yeah man i was in fall camp things were going well honestly but I was in my, I was messing with my friends back at Sanford, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna come back to Sanford, da da da, whatever." Just like messing with them. Sure. And I was in my apartment that night, and I just felt like the Lord was telling me, like, "You can do this, but this isn't what I want you to do." And it was like the weirdest thing ever for me. Like I was in the apartment, and I just felt like He was talking to me, and I was like, oh, "This is weird." Like <laughs> my parents didn't want me to leave Sanford at all. And I had already like done it against basically everybody's will. Went to Troy on my own. And it's kind of like a thing of like, oh man, how the heck are you going to backtrack now? And when I was leaving, right. my coach at Stanford told me, he was like, well, if you ever want to come back, like you can come back. And so I called my parents and told them like, I think I need to go back to Sanford. And then I went into my coach's room, my coach's office, um, my receiver coach. And I told him and he was like, what the heck? He's like, you're right. going to play. Like, why would you leave? Da, da, da. But I think now, like, he he DM'd me, like, last year. And he was sure. like, you you set out a mission. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, you basically did everything that you said you're going to do. Like, because you couldn't see the vision. It was hard for me to see the vision then. Right. Sure. Like, everything has worked out. And um, things are things are going great, man. I can't complain. I mean, I've had... The journey's been crazy. You know, last year I came off the injury, had the um, the surgery last year. And sure. then a lot of question marks and unexpected this year, but back on the track, being able to just compete is a blessing and, you know, keep writing the story. Yeah, I would say, I would say the one thing that remains true with everything is even when it feels like all the doors are coming down and there's no way out, God kind of still has a plan and Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just a perfect story dude thank you so much for sharing that we appreciate you dude thank uh, you so much thank you so much for hopping on we really appreciate your time and uh you're awesome everybody go follow justice ducky what a man thank you so much yes sir thanks (laughs) guys peace man what a cool interview with justice ducky dude thank you so much for hopping on and uh you know, the, I think the coolest thing I took away was how God's worked in his life. He really is such a cool guy. Could have been um, a collegiate athlete in really track and field football and basketball. And he's just got such a cool story. So, dude, thank you so much for coming on, Jackson. What did you take away most? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he never uh, gave up on running even though uh, he had the idea to play football, which I thought was um, and he kind of really wanted to play football, but still went back to running. And that's a grind, dude. It's not easy. So I found that really inspiring. And it was just really uh, fun to get to talk to him. Yeah, high jump, triple jump, long jump. He can do it all. Um, thank you so much, Justin. Also, let's hop into this Duke and Carolina game. Today, like I said, is game day. And guys, we're here. We got to make our predictions. So let's jump right into it. Um, 
Jackson, who is going to win the Blue Blood rivalry? I'm going to say Carolina, 89 uh, over Duke, and they're going to win by five. So that would, I guess I'd put it at uh, 84. I think that's what, All right. 89, 84. That's what I'm going to put. All right. Yeah, I mean, you're wrong, but I, I respect your opinion. You're just wrong. Uh, Mondo Baycott has not been playing. Um, well, he's been playing well, but not to the level that Carolina needs him to to win this game because there's nothing that's going to stop these Blue Devils from getting this road victory. It is going to happen, and the Tar Heels are going to take their second loss in a row. And uh, cannot wait for these Blue Devils to finish out this regular season strong. I cannot wait to watch this game. Thank you guys so much for hopping on the Twins Tape Podcast and listening to this amazing interview. We really appreciate y'all. Hey, if you want to DM us, please feel free to email us at the Twin Stake Podcast or DM us on Instagram on the Twin Stake Podcast. We love all you guys. God bless you. Peace.